0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day. But even that short period of time, it gets us into God's Word, and that helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also keeps us in focus on our relationship with God and upon our souls. Help people in your life who need to turn their lives around spiritually, who need to come to God, who need to start focusing on their soul's salvation and on eternity because it's coming. Share these short studies with them every day, with everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help turn around a life you may help somebody get to heaven. Great blessing for them and also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can and every day. Do that. We're talking about the Bible. We're talking about it in somewhat of a general frame of reference, but we're making specific applications and gaining specific understandings of just how precious is god's word to us we open by asking the question what will be the next what will be the best seller the number one best-selling book next week the bible the bible is the number one best-selling book every week and it's the best-selling book all around the world more bibles are printed and distributed each week than any other book amazing isn't it incredible when you think about it and it's week after week after week after week after week not just for a period of two or three weeks or maybe even a couple of months or even one year solid but every week of every year in fact distributors estimate they can't really they you know it's it's said that that Bible sales are so high, so consistently that it's, it, it's really impossible to give an exact count of how many they are. Distributors have said that the Bible in sales each year represent about $200 million, which would be roughly equivalent to 30 million books and these figures don't include those Bibles that are given away for free. Think about that. Incredible. Well, why? Because the Bible is the Bible. It is God's word. People who are skeptics, people who are critics, they try to pick it apart. They try to demean it. But their, their attempts fail repeatedly. They go by the wayside. The Bible keeps being the number one best-selling book, the number one most cherished book and sought-after book. The Bible is in virtually everybody's home in this country. And in some countries where it is scarce, people will wait in line, long lines, just to get one if they find out Bibles are being given away. The Bible is a book for everybody, not just for a select group of people, or not just for a group of people in a ge- in a select geographical area. It's not just for people in one country or one or one continent, it is for everybody. It is a book for every generation as well. It never gets old. It is always relevant and fresh for the person who is reading it and learning from its rich teachings and truths, how its teachings, its guidance will help them in their life, in their generation, whatever generation that might be. The Bible is a book for every age. It's not just for older people or middle-aged people or younger adult people or children. It's not just a children's storybook. It's for all ages. Every age will benefit from God's word if they will study it, if they will be taught it, learn it, and if they will embrace its teachings and make them their guidance through their lives. The Bible is a book for every situation. Thomas Jefferson served as president. Of the of the washington dc school board during his tenure as president of the united states you know i did not realize that he, while president of the united states he also served as the president of the washington dc school board one of his duties on the school board was to select the textbooks to be used by the students he selected the bible as the primary text with this rationale I have always said, and always will say, that the studious perusal of the sacred volume will make us better citizens. (laughs) Oh boy, if he were to say that as President of the United States right now, that would be number one headline today on the news and tomorrow and the day after that as well possibly and he would be ridiculed he would be taken to task but all of that degradation of that particular point of view does not change the fact that what he said is absolutely true and people still long for the teachings of the scriptures Peter said God has provided us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, second Peter one and verse three. Well that's through the Bible. Its words, its teachings. The Bible is the great repository of blessings. To a thirsty man God's word is water, Revelation twenty two and verse seventeen. To a hungry man God's word is food. Hebrews chapter five and verse twelve and first Peter two and verse two. To a groping man. God's word is light. Psalm 119:105. It is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. To a confused man, God's word is counsel, wisdom. Psalm 119 in verse 24. To a downcast man, God's word is a song, uplifting song. Psalm 119 in verse 54. To an endangered man, God's word is a sword. Ephesians 6 in verse 17. To a frightened man, God's word is a fortress, Psalm 119 and verse 114, Proverbs 18 and verse 10. To a poor man, oh, God's word is richer than gold and silver, Psalm 19 and verse 10. To a working man, God's word is a tool, Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. To a growing man, God's word is a seed planted in the hearts of mankind, Luke 8 and verse 11. To a cold man, God's word is a fire, Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. To a lost man, God's word is a map, Psalm 119 verses 1 through 5. To a disheveled man, God's word is a mirror, James 1 verses 23 and 24. To a lonely man, God's word is a companion and a hope, psalm 119 in verse 92 to a hurting man god's word is a comfort romans 15 in verse 4 to a weak man struggling man god's word is strength philippians 4 and verse 13 oh god's word is so rich and enduring and far-reaching in its teachings its promises and again it's hope and encouragement. The Bible is the only book that adequately answers the big three questions in life. Books of philosophy are full of questions, but they have few answers that can be really held to heart and be counted on, on an enduring basis. But the Bible has some questions and it has the answers. It leads us into the metaphysical realm that which lies beyond our senses, it talks about the spiritual realm where no unaided human mind has the ability to venture. The Bible is the only book which can tell our past, our present, and our future. What are the big three questions of life? First, it's the past. How did I get here? Where did I come from? Well, the Bible gets this one out of the way in its first chapter. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Well, biology books in our science departments of our schools and colleges, they talk about science that really is not scientific. Talking about man's life or life in general on this earth came from something they cannot reproduce something they never saw something they just imagine in their mind's eye and what that something is is basically nothing they can't explain it but they don't believe in god deeply enough to simply accept what his word says we came from God, by his creation. And he created us unique in his own image with a soul. Don't believe the evolution lie. No matter how many times they repeat it, it's still unprovable. And it's shot full of holes on an ongoing basis. It's not fact. It's myth. It's not science. It's theory. It's absurdity, really. It's not really science at all. It's philosophy, and bad philosophy at that. Science relates to things that can be observed and repeated. What man living today saw the beginning of the world? Not a single one. Where is matter now being created? Nowhere. God's word is a treasure because it cleans up the fog, clears it out, As far as our origin is concerned, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1 and verse 1. And in verse 27, God created man in his own image, the image of God, male and female. He created them. How did I get here? Where did I come from? That's the first big question in life. What's the second big question in life? Why am I here? What's my purpose Well, again, the Bible gives us a clear answer. We are on earth to prepare for heaven. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14. We are supposed to be the light of the world, helping people see the way to eternal life in heaven. This world has been consumed by the darkness of sinfulness and wickedness, but the light of eternity, of peace and eternal life, and sinlessness is shining forth from heaven itself. And the Bible points that way. Matthew 7, verses 13 and 14, there is a way that leads to eternal life, and that's the light of God's word. Again, remember what the psalmist said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. We're on a journey that will end at a better destination than any place we pitch our tent here in this world. God gave his reason for creating us in these words. This people have I formed for myself. He created us in his image with a spiritual essence, a soul. He wants us to be with him forever. For they shall show forth my praise. Isaiah 43 and verse 21. We live to show forth the praises of our maker, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom be praise and dominion, First Peter 2 and verse 9. God's word is a treasure because it clears up not only where we came from, but also why we're here. We'll look at the third big question of life next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for giving us the message as to where we came from, why we're here, what our purpose is in life and how mankind needs to learn purpose, real purpose, fulfilling purpose, your purpose designed by you, Father. Help us to open our eyes to that and cherish it and live by it and for it always, we pray. Gracious Father, gracious Father, please forgive us. You deserve all glory, honor, and praise, and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen.